Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Hello, everybody. I think I'm live. I think I'm on Facebook here and Instagram. Welcome. Hope you're all well. It's beautiful here today. Just setting up Facebook, I'll be with you in a second. Okay, I think we're good to go. If at any point I cut off, um, you can watch the preview, you can watch the, the replay, you can watch the replay on YouTube. I will be uploading it later. So, oh, hi Deborah, alaikum. so glad you could join us again for today. Um, I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, it's something that I feel I have some experience on. And um, I've got some things I want to share with you. Good morning. So, if you are new here, if you don't know who I am, my name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth, and I am the founder of Our Muslim Homeschool, and I'm a home educating mum in the UK. I've got three kids. Um, so, I, I've started these weekly broadcasts because I want to talk about, I want to talk to mothers, I want to talk to you about ways that you can empower yourself through positive changes in your life. And I want to talk about uh, focus topics around homeschooling and around parenting. Oh, Asalaamu Alaikum. Hi, Ronnie. I'm so glad you're here. Asalaamu Alaikum, everybody. Oh, you're all coming on Instagram now. Alhamdulillah. Asalaamu Alaikum. So today I'm dual streaming, like I said before. I've got Instagram going. I've got Facebook. If I cut out on either one, you can just switch over. So if I cut out here on Instagram, please go over to my Facebook and I'll be there, or there is a replay later on on YouTube. So today, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Um, you know, for the next 30 minutes or so, I'm going to talk to you about learning at home for the under fives. And this is something that I have some experience with. I've gone through it with my two eldest boys, and I'm right in the thick of it with my daughter, who's three. She's going to be four. She's going to be four in about two weeks' time, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But alhamdulillah, she's going to be four soon. So I'm right in the thick of it. And I want to talk to you about what home learning can look like for the under fives. And I'm just going to talk, just briefly tell you the outline of what we're going to do today. So I'm going to start with um, getting deep, because you know I like to get deep. Anyone can talk superficially, but today I want to get a little bit deep with you to start with and get you thinking about what's really important and talk about something that maybe other people don't necessarily talk about, but I think is actually really, really crucial, especially when you're dealing with little ones. So that's how we're going to start. Then I'm going to get practical with you. I've got a handout for you again, a free handout. And this is going to go through some learning objectives that you can do with your children who are under five. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to go through some books. For those of you who are interested in homeschooling, um, then um, those of you who are interested in homeschooling, then I'll go through some books I would recommend for reading. Um, so, okay, let's get on with this. Uh, and at the end, I will make time for questions. So I'll try and make some time for your questions at the end as well. So when I think about homes, when I think about education for younger children, what I think of as the most important thing is during these years, you're really building a foundation. You're building a foundation um, for the atmosphere and the ethos in your home. You know, during these early years, you're building in your children's mind this idea of what your family stands for, 
what your what, what's important, what your priorities are. And we all know that children they perceive things and they um, learn more from what we do than from what we say. Unfortunately, you know, you can't cover up a lot of your um, inadequacies because they will see through that. Uh, and I mentioned some of that last time on, on our last talk. So if you haven't seen already last week's talk, you can head over and see that on um, YouTube. So what I mean about building an ethos, building an atmosphere in your home, like right now, I want you to do this right now. Think about the way that you live. Okay. Look at the way you live with your family. That is what is really educating your children. So think about you know, what you prioritize in your life. It's not necessarily the books and the learning tools that you buy for your children that's educating them, especially at this young age. It is what they see and what they perceive in their home. So it's not to say that good books and, and good toys and things are not important, but during these early years, you should be focusing on um, the impact you have as a parent. So what do you prioritize at home? Because that is what will become their priority. So let's take something that's really, really important. You know, let's start with something that's really important. For example, the prayer. Do you stop everything to pray? Do you, you know, make sure that whatever you're doing, you stop and you pray? Because that is what your children will learn. It doesn't matter how many Alien Sumer DVDs you buy. It doesn't matter how many uh, Islamic storybooks you buy about the importance of prayer, about um, going to the masjid, about all of those things. If at home they see you missing your prayers or delaying it, delaying it, delaying it until the last minute, because that is the lesson your children are teaching you, um, the biggest lesson that you are teaching your children. So it, if you're being negligent of some aspect that's really, really important to you, if you are personally being negligent and your children perceive that, and that's the real lesson they learn. And I know this is all a bit of banner, it's terrifying, right? I'm scared because I'm so far from having it all together, and I know that nobody is perfect. But there is good news, at Hamdi Leather, there's always good news because you don't need to be perfect, because our children need to see what to do when you make a mistake. That's also a really important lesson. You are modeling to them what to do when you make a mistake. So when you miss a prayer, when you make a mistake, when you do something wrong, how do you respond? Because your children are also learning from that too. So do you cover it up? Do you get defensive? Do you deny it? Do you lie? Or do you own up to the fact that you've made a mistake? Do you ask for forgiveness from somebody you've wronged? Or do you ask forgiveness from Allah? That is the lesson they're learning. So that's just an example of, you know, what, before we get into the nitty-gritty of learning objectives and things like that, I just want you to bear that in mind that the real lesson that children learn at a young age is from their parents. We are their role models. And, um, you know, bear that in mind. And you don't need to be perfect. We all make mistakes. Um, but as long as you're, you're um, being a good example of how to rectify a mistake and how to ask for forgiveness, that is also such an important lesson to them. Um, and also, you know, don't be down on yourself. Like, if you're in a place right now where, um, you know, maybe you're not in a really good place spiritually or emotionally or physically even, you know, Allah has given you those children for a reason. Am I right? Allah doesn't make mistakes, right? He is the perfect matchmaker. He's matched up with those children for a reason. So I'm like, um, so I'm, I'm 
Allah has matched you up with, a, with these children for a reason. Am I right? Um, you are exactly what they need. At this moment in time, with all your flaws and all your weaknesses, you are what the children need right now. And in two years, as you grow and as you better yourself, you will be again the exactly the mother that they need. And it goes vice versa. They are also exactly what you need. And sometimes we don't think about that. We don't think about the reverse, about what we're learning from our children. You know, you look around at other people's children and they might be better behaved or more boisterous or they might be one way or another way. It is because you as a mother, their, their mother needs that children for some reason. So you are exactly what they need. They're exactly what you, you need. Allah does not make mistakes. Okay, so don't, don't be down on yourself. And one of the ways that you can improve this environment in your home, create this incredible ethos and atmosphere in your home and really um, work on what you stand for as family is to work on yourself. And quickly, I just want to recommend one book for you, okay? Because I don't think people talk enough. It's kind of obvious, isn't it, that if you want to be a good, um, if you want to be a good, oh, Instagram's cut off. Oh, dear. Okay. If you want to be a good um, mother, you need to be a good person. I mean, I don't know why that's not come up more. You don't need to be perfect but you need to be working on yourself. And the better you become, the better you improve your character, the better mother you will be. And I think that's obvious. And so one book I really want to recommend is Purification of the Heart um, by Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. It's a lovely book. This is a well-loved copy. And it goes through some of the major vices of the heart. And it talks about really practical ways that you can work on yourself. And I'd recommend this for every mother starting out, every father, every person, really. But um, if you young mother with young kids um it's really important that you work on yourself as well as doing the other things with the children right okay and also i would say during this time sorry facebook i would also say during this time that um you during this time when you're learning more and you're growing as a mother that you should um that you should use this time also to learn about homeschooling, if that's something you're interested in. And at the end of this video, I'll go through uh, five or so books that I really recommend, and they all have something different to offer. Um, and I'll go through that at the end of the at the end of this video, some of the things I recommend. Right, let's see if we can get Instagram back. Let's see. Right. So, as I said at the beginning, I've made this awesome handout for you. Now, so bear in mind that this is something that um, I would, you know, I'd take with a pinch of salt. It's important that you work on yourself first. But I've made this for you. It's going to be on the blog this evening, along with the replay of this video on YouTube. And it's free. I don't even want your email address. I don't want anything from you. Um, just download it, and you can put it up on your fridge. You can, um, you know, keep, keep it on your phone if you like, and I'll just explain to you how you can use this. So what it does is it goes through some of the key areas that you might want to work with with your children. And this is up to the age of five. So I'd say for children um, between about three and five years old, and it goes through communication, physical development, emotional development, literacy, maths, and creativity. Um, and so you can go through these different sections. And I would say from this, I'm going to go through in more detail, but I would say try and hit 
one box each day. You absolutely do not need to be ticking off something from communication, literacy, physical, blah, 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 every single day. Try and hit off one every day. And I hope what you'll find is that you're naturally doing these things in your home anyway, um, and then they're naturally um, part of your life and part of your family life. And I hope that gives you confidence, because especially as a, if you've got just your first child and you've never gone through this before, um, getting confidence and gaining confidence is so important. So I hope that this will help you get there. So this has been based off the earliest framework, which is something that in the UK, nurseries and reception age children will use. And, um, oh, I've got a question, book name. Is it this book, Purification of the Heart by Sheikh Hamza Yusuf? The light, there you go. Purification of the Heart by Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. So, yeah, this, this handout is based on the early years framework, and it's something that they use in nurseries here in the UK, um, and in reception as well, uh, in schools. And it goes through these categories. So, communication, and I've tried to adapt it for you to use at home, um, because that's very much based for nurse in the nursery setting. So this is based for you at home, and it's for a sort of a Muslim family. I kind of adapted it for that. But if you want to see the full document, I will put that on the blog post later on. So some of the things I recommended that you do with the children is read aloud. Many, many people talk about how important it is to read aloud. Read aloud to your children as often as you can, but not just read aloud. I want to encourage you to have discussions after you've read aloud together. Talk about the books. Talk about the characters. See if your child understands what they're being read and if they can make appropriate comments, talk about their feelings, talk about what they think is going to happen, discuss and see if they can take part in a conversation with other people about the stories that they've read. These are the skills that you want to work towards in the younger years. Spend time outdoors. And if we look at the example of the Prophet, um, it's so important um, from here example you see that in, in those early years he spent a lot of time outdoors he spent time out in the deserts um, away from the city and so try as well in your own home with your children to spend out and spend time outside with them and not just spend time outside let them play freely give them independence and this will also link in with the physical development side of things as well when they're outside playing freely physically they're gaining confidence, they're learning skills, they're learning how to negotiate certain situations, um, they're developing coordination. You can get all these things as well from um, organized play, but what better and more simple and beautiful way of doing things than just let them play outdoors and, and any free play, not organized play, as much as you can. Um, and then after they played outside, you'll find that it, it prompts them to ask questions, which is another part of the communication section. So. Uh, they'll start asking, why does this happen? What is that? How does, how does that happen? And they'll start asking questions. And that is a really important um, skill that they're learning in this young age. And encourage them to tell stories. A lot of your kids will already, already do that. They'll tell stories about what they saw or they did or their friends said, etc. But encourage that. So that's communication. We've got physical development. So I talked about playing outdoors. Um, also, before the age of five is a good time, especially if your children are probably going to be going to school, um, is to encourage them to learn how to hold a pencil or a crayon or something. They don't necessarily need to learn how to write their letters unless you feel like they're ready. But encourage them to learn that grip because some kids really struggle with that. And you can teach them that through very um, playful ways. You know, just let them color in, let them draw, let them have a free-for-all with 
crayons uh, and bit by bit they'll learn they'll learn with gentle correction physical development i've also added in here which is not part of the national curriculum but i've added it in is to learn the sunnah of things like cleanliness um, going to the toilet a healthy lifestyle how to dress um, these are things that you can teach just through your example it's a good time to start teaching them when they're little emotional development now this is something that i think a lot of us neglect um, confidence encouraging confidence in your children that's a huge topic and it'll probably i could do another half an hour just talking about that but one way of um of raising the confidence of your child is just to expose them to lots of different situations allow them to um, visit big gatherings small gatherings visit lots of different places meet lots of different people old people young people and um, expose them to as much as you can in your situation um, in the place that you're in right now and that will help to increase their confidence there are lots of other um, methods for increasing confidence but that's what I wanted to highlight today um, and talk uh, encourage them to talk about their feelings what's a positive feeling what's a negative feeling how are they going to react to that this is sort of emotional intelligence but this can start from a very young age and we see that toddlers really struggle and preschool children struggle sometimes to control those emotions to be able to express those emotions so that is just such an important skill to be working on in these early years and learning to play cooperatively with other people again some kids struggle with that more than others learning to share being sensitive to other children's feelings um, these are things that we need to work on at a young age if we can. And so the great thing about, about this um, sheet that I've made for you is that you might be really focusing on one aspect of the early years with them. So you might be really focused on literacy and maths, for example, but you've completely forgotten about creativity and communication skills. So I hope this will help you to give a more rounded um, approach to, your to the education of your children. Um, and if your kids do already go to nursery or reception, this will, you can still use this. It can work in conjunction with what they're doing. It will support their uh, learning at nursery and at school. So you can do this together and your kids' teachers will love that. Um, they'll absolutely love it. You can, you can give them some, send them some videos of learning objectives you've met and it will help them a ton. So, um, yeah, so the next thing is literacy. Now, I would say literacy, if you are planning to delay uh, formal education for your children, you might want to adapt this one. This is really for children who are probably going to go into school or you were not planning to delay formal education. So by the age of five, this is, this is not for a three-year-old, this is by the time they reach five, what you want to be aiming for is that they can read simple sentences using the phonetic rules. They can decode words, that they know some sight words, um, and that they, that they can understand what they're reading, that they have some comprehension skills, um, and even that they can spell out some words using the phonetic rules. So I'm just going to have a sip of my drink. So like, like I said, if you were not planning to do formal education um, until later on, you might want to adapt that. And these things can be done with, uh, with play, in playful ways. You don't have to use um, workbooks. And I can talk about that later on if you're interested. Lastly, we've got maths and creativity. So maths especially, you don't need to use a workbook for under fives, unless your children are really into that. Um, learn to count up to 20. Um, learn to order the numbers up to 20 in the correct order. Have an understanding of one more and one less. Um, by the time they're five, they might even be able to do single digit addition and subtraction. 
And again, that doesn't need a workbook. You know, for example, you can say, oh, mommy's got two apples in her handbag and grandma's got three apples in her handbag. How many apples are there all together? And they'll look at you and five, mum, obviously. That is addition, they're learning maths um, without the need for any workbooks. But if your kids like workbooks, if you like workbooks, that's okay, it's all right. Um, you don't have to do it my way. <laughs> okay, and what else? We've got have an understanding of doubling, halving, sharing. And these are like the foundations for further mathematical understanding. They're kind of learning that language of maths. Um, position, distance, time, money, and shape. So that's all there. And you can have a read through it. Stick that up on your fridge, put it in your calendar, uh, or just have it on your phone to have a look at. And every morning, see, okay, which one of these sections am I going to work on today with my son or with my daughter? The last one is creativity. If you're naturally creative, I'm sure you already do this already. Sing simple rhymes and nasheeds, play the drums, dance, allow them to um, express themselves creatively, you know, express their feelings, express their experiences. Many of your kids will already draw, you know, things that they've seen or that they've done. Um, and expose them to as much as you can at this age of different materials, uh, different techniques. If you're already creative, you probably do this already. But if you don't, this might be something that you want to work on, or you might have groups locally that they can, your children can visit. Uh, messy play, art groups, and things at sure start centres. That could be something that would tick off the creativity box. And the overriding principle of all of this, something that you can bring into each of these six boxes, is to develop an awareness of God. A love of his messenger, and the other messengers and the other prophets, um, and an understanding of Islam through your examples, stories, and gentle discussions. So you can bring your faith, you can bring the prophetic example into any of these sections every day, and that might be something you want to consider. So you might try and work on literacy that day. Think, oh, how can I bring Allah into this? Or you're working on physical development. How can I bring a sunnah into this today? So Please head over to the blog. This evening, this will be up there with a replay of this video. Um, so you can check that out. You can print that out, and hopefully that um, that will be useful to you. Uh, I came here because Instagram keeps pausing. Yeah, yeah, it does keep pausing, I'm afraid, on Instagram. So if you've joined me over from Instagram, welcome. This is my Facebook page. I hope that you will join us here often. I'm having problems with Instagram at the moment. I'm not sure what's wrong. Hopscotch is good for learning numbers. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we actually used to do that. We used to draw hopscotch out in our garden as well. Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. And you can change the numbers as well. You can do like doubling. And, yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Deborah. Oh, Musa, she's having, she's got a virus. She's having really bad contractions. Uh, she's, she's heavily pregnant at the moment. So please make dua for Um Yusuf. Oh, dear. Right, okay. So the next section, let's talk about homeschooling books. Yay! My favourite, right. So we already mentioned this. This is for your own personal development, purification of the heart, right? So if you are thinking about homeschooling and you want to, this is the time when you really want to dig in. You don't need to, at this age, be thinking how to start homeschooling. Rather, before the age of five, to get your feet in there and, and visit other homeschooling families or meetups read the books, watch the videos on YouTube, go on the blogs, just get a really good understanding of what it entails. So some of the books that I love, this is For the Children's Sake by Susan Schaefer McCauley. And she is 
uh, probably one of the most prominent Charlotte Mason homeschools out there. And this book is really famous in Charlotte Mason circles. So it talks about the focus of learning at home with a very child-centered focus. I really love it. It is uh, aimed at Christians. There's some Christian references in there, but I don't think it's anything that us Muslims could cope with. So I really love that. Another book that I love, is Ross, this one by Ross Mountney, Learning Without School. Now, if you haven't heard of Ross Mountney, she's amazing. She is a homeschooler from maybe from, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago she finished homeschooling. So she was homeschooling here in the UK before it became a thing. So she really knows her stuff. And this book is relevant for you if you're in the UK. I mean, a lot of these homeschooling books come from America, which is fine, it's absolutely fine. But if you're from the UK, you'll probably find this book really useful. So it's Learning Without School by Ross Mountney and there is another book I have well I've lent it out to friends but it's called A Funny Kind of Education all these books by the way I will list on that blog post this evening so don't worry about scribbling everything down all the, all the titles and the authors will be on the blog so don't panic um, so it's called A Funny Kind of Education also by Ross Mountney and that was one of the first books I read about homeschooling and it's basically a memoir of her homeschooling years like a diary and she she writes about some of the funny things that happen in her day and the challenges, it's very relatable. Um, I really like that. So that's a funny kind of education by Ross Mountney. Another one for Charlotte Mason people is Charlotte Mason Companion by Karen Andreola. Now this book goes into more depth. It's a bit more practical, you know, how to teach reading, how to begin numeracy skills, and then goes on through old, um, children get older and older, nature study, all of that. It's a pretty chunky book. Um, this is great if you're interested in learning more about the Charlotte Mason approach. And the last book, The Well-Trained Mind. This, again, was one of the first books I got. Now, this is a classical approach to homeschooling, but it's fantastic if you're a beginner. Again, it's massive. It's a chunky book. But what I like about it is, again, she goes through all the age groups, all the subjects, and what she feels you should do for each subject at each age. And there's some great book recommendations in here. Um, we don't follow a classical approach, but I still like her book recommendations. And it was a great place to get started. There is a, a more recent edition. This is the third edition. I think there's a fourth one out now. Um, and were there any other books I want to? Oh, yes. Um, Honey for a Child's Heart by Gladys Hunt. I couldn't find it. Maybe I've let that out as well. That is a brilliant book as well. It talks about the importance of reading aloud to children, the skills that can be learned, and um, booklets upon booklets. It's brilliant. Um, I was actually told to read that book by one of my teachers, Ostada, um, one of my Ostada teachers. And she, um, I, I do not regret that book. But it's very similar to uh, The Read Aloud Family by Sarah McKenzie. It's very similar to called the Read Loud Handbook by Jim Trillies. Both of those books I have, but I prefer Honey for a Child's Heart by Gladys Hunt. Really great book recommendations in there. So I think that's everything that I wanted to talk about today. There's a lot that I've gone through. Um, if anybody's got any questions, please pop them on. I know I've lost like a ton of people on Instagram, which is a shame. Um, but if anyone's got any questions here, I like listening to the Well Trained Mind on Audible. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great idea as well. I got it free. The narrator has a really reassuring voice. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's always nice to have a reassuring voice. I think you need that when you're a homeschooling mum, don't you? You need some. Reassuring
insurance. Yeah, so definitely you could get these books on Audible um, or on Audio CD. This book actually as well, Purification of the Heart, I have that on CD as well. So if you're not much of a reader, that could be an option, getting them on CD or on Audible. Um, so yeah, I think that is the end of this video. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm kind of gutted that we lost Instagram. Never mind, at least they can watch it on YouTube. So don't forget that you need to get this print out if you want it um, over on the blog. There will also be a list of all the books that I mentioned, um, that link to the early years framework if you want to read more in-depth um, details about that. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, so go and check that out this evening. I'll try and upload it and get that all sorted by tonight. So if you're watching this on the replay on YouTube, it'll already be linked below this video. Next week, we're going to be revisiting the super mum discussion. And I want to do how do super mums do it all, part two. And we'll be talking about time management. And we'll be talking about, um, uh, I'm having a mind blank here. Sorry, people are writing this. Um, we'll be talking about time management. So time management as a mother, time management as a homeschooler next week. So that's really awesome, really exciting. Um, I'm going to do two more sessions. Um, and then I'm going to have two weeks off. So I'm going to do, there'll be three lives coming up. And then I'm going to take a couple of weeks off to sort of regroup, see what I want to, where I want to go with these live videos, what I want to achieve, uh, get some inspiration. And then again, I'll be back end of December. So there's three more coming up. Next is a super mum one as well. Okay, so I, have, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you everyone for joining and for commenting. Um, yeah, share this video with your friends if you think this would be useful for them. And I will see you next week.